this. He's the Saber Advisors audio experience. About goals. And I know a whole bunch of people are in annual or maybe Q1 2022 goal setting mode. So wanted to bring us all together, share best practices, ask questions, get suggestions. Um, so I wanted to share something that I was reading last night and then Michael, I'll flip it to you and maybe you can talk about, um, some of your goal setting practices. Sure. I am re I am rereading the four hour work week, um, which was written, I want to say in 2006, it was a book that I read right when I understood I wanted to be an entrepreneur, which probably was about. I don't know, 10, maybe 11 years ago. So I read it a long time ago. It applies so much to my life now. It's a little crazy um, to have sort of the full circle moment of reading it. But one of the things that Tim Ferriss says in that book is that rather than setting goals, think about what you would like to have, be, and do. Um, so I thought that was interesting reframing of goals. What are ha like the haves are the things that you want to acquire. Maybe, you know, maybe it's a, a car, maybe it's a home, maybe it's, um, you know, some widget. Um, the being is more like, you know, for me, one of my being goals is I want to learn to speak Spanish. Um, and doing might be a vacation um, or some other experience. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I, I think, you know, clearly we're all in some realm of commercial real estate and a lot of what we'll inevitably talk about are goals related to professional development and career success and those sorts of things. But you know, goals and goal settings can be about personal development and, you know, whether it's weight loss or spending more time with your family, or like you said, going on a vacation or learning a new skill. I mean, I'm trying to get better at using all the Adobe suite programs and things of that nature. And, you know, it's very easy to, I think, not be able to see the forest through the trees and I think that's one of the things that I hope to help everybody unpack is you set up a goal, but all you can see is what's right out in front of you. And that's why I know a lot of us have read start with why and start with a purpose and an intentionality and then back into the how and, you know, roadmap how to get there. I love that. And I see Corey is here this morning. Good morning, Corey. Good morning. Uh, sorry, I was late getting in, but I had a little problem. I saw a note. I don't know if anybody else did. And for some reason, every time I check into this clubhouse, I end up on top. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to be a little bit more of a listener today and I'll participate where I can. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing a lot of this. I'm curious to see. Uh, you know, having been around, you know, for as long as I have been, I'm curious to see the mindset uh, of the newer, uh, you know, sort of now growing up workforce and how they pursue things. Um, you know, I, I know that, you know, from a goal setting perspective, uh, some of the mistakes that I made that I made uh, along the way was putting too much pressure on myself from a, from a time frame perspective. And yes, there needs to be certain types of timeframes, but if you put us, you know, from, from the simplest, you know, I want to lose 10 pounds this week kind of thing to other, to other types of goal setting, I think it's important uh, as I look back at myself and how I look at things going forward now, uh, it, it's very important to be somewhat practical and realistic, but at the same time, not too, not too easy on yourself, but really keeping in mind that again you have to you have to not put the pressure on yourself where it affects how you approach accomplishing those goals that's something that i think about a lot no doubt about it Corey. i mean i think there's there's something that's in a lot of books about when you're you're practicing something you've set a goal and and you're determined to get it and for whatever reason maybe your goal is to make 10 prospecting calls a day and you make eight and you beat yourself up about it. So the next day you decide to not continue to pursue your goal. So you make zero versus 
you get back on the horse and you just keep keep going and keep after your goal. I think that's so important. Right. And I also think just using that using that um, analogy that you use there in terms of the prospects, I think you also want to be careful about saying, like, if you hit the eight out of 10, OK, maybe then tomorrow you say I'll do 12. And so I have my net 20. But you you got to do that. Right. You can't then just do eight and then now you're down you're behind four for the week and going so much further and further and you put yourself and then you fa- and then you fail and then you look at yourself as a failure so i think you know, there's a right. mental balance mental balance to it all so i want to take a, a quick step back and sort of unpack one thing and let allison just phrase things as eloquently as she always does is sort of unpack the difference between setting having an aspiration or a dream or a goal and then the idea of setting a goal and achieving it because they sound similar but they're not i love it and it reminds me of that quote that says a goal is a dream with its work boots on i think um you know goals and dreams are different and the difference is execution. And I know, Michael, when you and I were talking about this topic and sort of pulling our notes together for the conversation, um, I had this thought that goals are sort of this inside part of the Venn diagram of introspection and execution. And I think so much of being successful in business, in life, in our careers is knowing ourselves. And I think the only way to really set those meaningful goals that we can put our work boots on for and get excited to, you know, put our feet on the cold floor in the morning, it's all about knowing who we are, what's important to us and creating goals that are in alignment with that and that help us to further pursue our overall vision and dream for our life. I mean, without question, you've got to start with your why it's got to be aligned with your values. And I think for the vast majority of us, we're doing something that we care about and that we're proud of. And I think, especially for me, I'm on the deal side of things and you've got deals in front of you, but if you really step away from it, it's you're helping businesses flourish and investors or landlords or tenants achieve their business goals and you play a role in that. And and that's what's going to keep you going when things get challenging. Yeah, I think you're right, Michael. And I, what I've struggled with throughout my brokerage career was a lot of the process because I would find I would go do biz dev, biz dev, biz dev, and then I have the, all this business. I would go and execute it. And so my, my deal flow was coming in waves where I'd get a bunch of deals done and then it would kind of like simmer down. So I'd go dig up more business and it was kind of this like cycle. And over the, and the steps. And I think that has really been a game changer for us, but it, it's not easy and it's not perfect either. But I think coming up with systems that are manageable to your point and Corey's point, where it has to be things that you're likely to do. Like I know there are things that I'm really bad at and not good at. And so that's where like Mackenzie comes in because I need her to like fill in the gap and, and figuring out that process is I think the key to being able to execute and there's a few books that I wanted to mention that I think speak to a lot of what we're talking about that have been really helpful for me. One is Atomic Habits, and it speaks to all of this, how we have to make really small changes over time to have big ramifications because we all set these big goals and then it kind of, the enthusiasm simmers. Uh, The 5am Club is such a great book about what happens in that hour between 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. And then Ninja Selling. I want to, I actually, that's on my list to reread. I read it a few years ago and it was about the residential real estate process. And 
I mean, it all applies to us too, but it's really, really good about breaking down the, the systems to tactical processes on execution. I love, I love, I love Atomic Habits. It's such a great book. Such a great book. And I was just going to point out from that one particular book, because I read it just a few weeks ago, is this idea of like the small bite. Like if the habit is about, maybe it's the 550 challenge and you know that in the morning you want to start your day off right and you want to do the workout. Let's make the goal putting on your workout clothes because that just starts this domino effect of all of the small behaviors that put you in a position to achieve that goal of working out. That really resonated with me, like the preparation that goes into the first step of the goal and making it really easy for yourself to do the right thing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's all about, it's all about the little wins. You just take a win. And, and, and that's a great way to look at it, you know, with respect to getting dressed because it's, it, it's a step, right? It's a step. You, you grab that, maybe you grab that cup of coffee before the workout, but you know what? Put the coffee pot on, get dressed, boom, have the coffee, boom. And, and, and check, you know, mentally check off each one of those victories and then get yourself to the workout. And that's the next level victory. And then, you know, th that was, that's perfectly put, Allison. Thank you, Corey. You are one of the most disciplined people I think I have ever encountered in my life. And I know you said you were just going to be a listener today, so I don't want to put you on the spot too much, but I'd love to understand how you think about goals because I think you've got tons of habits. I'm just wondering if your, if your habits are really what help you to achieve your goals or, or how you think about that. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, well, thank, by the way, that, that is, high praise coming from you. And I really, really appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's, it's habits, it's discipline and, and focus and all of those things. And, you know, I, maybe because I was someone who grew up in the business who unfortunately really didn't have mentors. Um, and that's not to knock people that I worked with along the way. Cause I did work with some very, you know, good and successful people along the way, but I never truly had mentors. So there was a, a large aspect of, of figuring things out along the way and through a lot of trial and error and, a, you know, a fair amount of error, uh, you know, I, I got myself focused and, and really created the habits. Maybe I should write a book called Atomic Habits. I'm kidding. Um, but, and, and so I, I just got myself just so disciplined uh, and, and what happened was there were events in my life, you know, good, um, you know, g getting married, having a child. And so some of the things changed, but I always, I always stayed the course and, and the course was like, I just mentioned, and like you alluded to was hitting the small victories. Um, uh, and, and, and so I constantly do that. And, and some of it, some of it is, borderline obsessive compulsive to some degree. Um, but I see that, I, I see that as a good thing. And I, and I just stay right. I just stay within myself. I don't try, you know, I run a lot, but I don't try to wake up and run a marathon every single day. I get up and I do, I do my running four or five times a week. It's part of the program. And then I do other things on other days. I know when I get up and I, while I'm having my coffee in preparation for my workout, I'm going through emails, I'm going through papers, um, the news, the daily papers and things like that. And I check that box every single day. It, it's, re it's religion. And I just, I just stick to that. Uh, like to, you know, and sometimes, sometimes you have to adapt and adjust and, and I don't want to, you know, bore too many people here, but like last night I had, I had a friend, you know, I had a bar mitzvah to go to. It's a, a rare weeknight bar mitzvah, you know, and I didn't get, get, get to bed till past midnight. So hitting my daily 345, it, it just was impossible because that, and that would bury me for the rest of the day. So I got, you know, so I got up at five. Okay. You adapt and adjust. And so I think it's important to stay disciplined and regimented, but not to the point that you can't be a little bit fluid every now and again and stay the course. So I hope that puts some of the things that you were asking into perspective. That's so good. And I think 
I have, I have so much respect for how you just are a machine around these processes, but you also give yourself the grace and flexibility when things change to do the right thing and take good care of yourself so you don't massively fall off the wagon just trying to hit that 345 alarm. I don't know if Jay and Adam are here with us, but I know Jay and Adam have accomplished massive, massive goals throughout their lives and careers, and I'd love to hear what they have to say. Uh, this is Adam. I'm, I was just listening to Corey, and I feel like uh, looking and listening and looking in the mirror a little bit. I mean, I I have my own uh, daily routine that I'm religious about, and I do it every single day. And it's one of them is I've got my again. It's changed over time, but I've got two boys. I've made I'm like a short order cook. I've made them hot breakfast from my oldest just turned 17 today, but I've made them hot breakfast every morning virtually for 17 years, unless it was like a school vacation or I get Saturdays off because they get bagel sandwiches at the local bagel place. But it, I, I do not miss a morning and it's part of my routine. It's part of how I connect. Um, and it's part of how I ground. So it's like, and I have, you know, a bunch of other daily habits that are like that, but that's, there's some that I'm just, I absolutely stick to same thing with the running. I don't run quite as much as Corey, as far as distance. Uh, but, um, I'm, I get my daily workout in, I mean, even if it's a 20 minute workout, I get it in. I love that. And I feel like those have to be some of the best memories for your kids. The fact that you are so present with them in the mornings and that like active service that really gives me goosebumps. I love that. My, my 17 year old rolled his eyes this morning. Cause I, I made his uh, bacon in the form of a 17 and he's uh-huh. like, dad, seriously. <laughs> I love that you're the extra dad, Adam. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all good how do i follow that up i i i'm just gonna mute myself again <laughs> don't do that jay i i want to hear you jay because you lead a, a substantial organization you know goal setting not just from the personal level but you know when you're looking at it from a organizational level you know, how do you conceptualize that you know, it, it, so the timing of that question is 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 great because I've been spending, uh, I've been spending every waking hour basically over the last you know three four weeks, really trying to tighten up our systems and processes, and uh, that includes hiring several people for roles that haven't existed previously at Saber. So. Um, we're very thoughtful about, you know, the, the, the plan, the long-term plan, the strategy to get there. And, you know, we very much, um, reverse engineer our five-year goal, uh, into bite-sized chunks. I, I, I'm also a fan of the book, Atomic Habits. Um, I'm going to go off a little on a tangent, you know, because I, I'm, I'm a little bit more fluid, uh, than, than a lot of other, you know, psychotic OCD people who uh, try to optimize every inch of their life and and day. Um, You know, for me, it's funny, I was having a conversation with a a close friend of mine and his wife last night, and uh, he's very successful. And she was coming at me for like, you know, how typically uh, you know, people who own big, big companies, uh, you know, don't necessarily lead a balanced life and using lots of examples with, with the children and things of that nature. And I, you know, I, I kind of felt bad cause I was sitting there like getting that feedback as if I operated that way. And, and I don't, and I'm pretty proud of that. So, you know, what I mean by that is I really look at my life in, in buckets and I focus on, uh, four buckets that I refer to as mind, body, business, and relationships. And everything in my life fits into one of those four buckets. And I'm, I'm a very visual person. So I look at those buckets as, as legs on a table. And if each bucket essentially is not equally full or close to, you know, uh, equally full, obviously when one's extremely lopsided, the table could fall over. And that's a, 
that's really a personal development thing that I've implemented in my life over the last, you know, probably since turning 40, which in a few weeks will be five years ago. Um, and it's changed my life entirely. And, and, you know, from a business, uh, you know, personal and, and, and every perspective possible, but, you know, Michael, to talk about Saber, you know, it's, it's, um, and Carrie, uh, you know, Carrie and I work together a lot. And, you know, for me, it's really, I, I like to think that I'm a little bit of a futurist where I'm focused very far out. And if I'm not working on things that, that people don't, if, if everybody understands what I'm working on today, I'm not thinking, I'm not thinking or pushing boundaries enough. Um, but at the same time, you know, you can't lose sight of what's directly in front of you. So there's, there's, you know, it's not easy. Um, and, and, you know, you have to be like, you can't fear failure. Um, you have to be willing to try things that are extreme and know when to, you know, actually, uh, abort missions, so to speak. Um, you know, there's so many different factors involved and I know I said a lot, so I'll shut up now, but. There's there there's some of my thoughts on on all of these topics. Well, that was um, that's a lot to unpack for sure, and um, I think that can be helpful for all of us, whether we're um, building an organization, leading an organization, or aspire to. Uh, another book I wanted to plug that uh, is is on a very similar wavelength as Atomic Habits is Tiny Habits. Uh, it's written by a psychologist who I think he invented some Facebook algorithm. So, it, but it's a fascinating book, especially in conjunction with atomic habits, where one of the things in the book that stood out to me was, you know, you b break things into chunks, but you celebrate accomplishing each goal and each item in its own right, which is kind of a, a thing that I think we all look right past and, we don't give ourselves grace and appreciation for in the moment. So, you know, I think another thing that, that Allison can probably touch on is, you know, how to execute setting goals and how to start sort of road mapping it. And anyone else who wants to jump in or share something from the audience, by all means. Thanks, Michael. Um, so I'm in this process of goal setting for 2020 and I'm sort of gathering strategies from other people and I'm revisiting books and things that I've read in the past. Sasha recommended the 12 week year, which I love. Um, I'm going through the process of reviewing sort of my goals on a quarterly basis as opposed to an annual basis for all different sorts of reasons um, but mostly because in my industry to to what carrie said it can be very difficult because your pipeline rubs up and down and you're not necessarily focused on business development if you've got a whole bunch of deals in the latter stages of your pipeline so the 12 week year i want to shout out sasha for that recommendation it's a little bit similar because in Traction by Gina Wickman um, and the Entrepreneurial Operating System, which I know some of you are familiar with and probably enjoy, it's also a 90-day sprint versus a 365-day look at, at those annual goals. Um, but just wanted to throw out sort of how I'm thinking about creating some of my goals this year is about getting attached to feeling and the ways that I want to feel on a daily basis, um, thinking about achieving individual goals. And, and to go back to my goal of being able to speak Spanish, a lot of my friends are native Spanish speakers and I am sort of the adopted family member who has to be translated to on the side in English. And I think about the beauty of going to dinner with my friends or going to a family party with some of my friends and being able to speak their language um, and how proud I would feel about that and what a big win 
I think I would experience in doing that. So attaching myself to the feeling of what I want to accomplish to really anchor in the why of that particular goal, if that makes sense. I think absolutely. Um, so a bunch of us, and I know Kyle was on a little bit ago, and I think he's mentioned, you know, a couple different methods, both writing them down and um, other methods that I think we've all come across, vision boards, just free writing, things like that. Has anybody in the group done anything along those lines or played around with that? And what has your experience been? I just saw Kyle come back into the room and I would love, um, actually Jax is coming up right now. So we'll have Jax say something, but I'd love to hear from Kyle about this journal that he's working with. Cause it sounds. So, um, as you know, after, especially after seeing you, you know, at the end of last week or Sunday when we did this part for me is, you know, is really special. Like this is my favorite time of year is to set, like to do this. And I start setting goals around about September, October, like I start thinking about it. And I do a reflection process, but this last year, I was really intentional after COVID because I had all these lofty goals for 2020, like everybody else did. So for 2021, I was really intentional about writing things down and I checked in more than I probably checked in on my goals and looked at their, like looked at the little micro moments as well, um, several times throughout the year, like probably once a month. And the interesting part is I've achieved every single thing on my list from this year. And, and yesterday, this is a, a small one, but also a big one is stepped on the scales and I'd achieved my weight goal yesterday, which was, you know, it was a big deal because I'm like, I made it and I made it before the end of the year. But to, to, to your point a little bit about what I'm planning to do for this year, I'm taking it a next step. And I don't remember where I saw this. I'd love to tell you that it was on Instagram or LinkedIn or something. And I saw someone post that they framed on their wall, like in a picture frame, their goals for the year. And I was like, wow, I wonder what that looks like. So I'm actually going to put in a frame on a wall in my living room I'm going to frame my goals and see what that looks like and see how that works for me. I'm, it's going to be something I'm going to try this year. I love that. I think that's so good. I do it in a less artful way with post-it notes, um, but I think that's a beautiful idea. And I think I'm going to take a page out of that book as well. Kyle, welcome. Tell us about your goals. Tell us about your journal. Hey guys, what's going on? Yeah, we were talking, I think we were talking on Discord about this and I'm, you know, obviously listen to a lot of the same kind of stuff from, from these guys. And, and I just very rarely, I don't know what it is. Like I listen and I get jacked up about it and then I don't do it. But for some reason, uh, this connected with me with this journal, the journal is called the elite journal and it, it has like steps, like what to do, like write down your goals and then, uh, let me see actually here. And then it has like weekly recaps. Um, it has like follow-ups for yourself on how to check in with yourself. And, um, you know, you start the day with like some gratitude, your goals, uh, the priorities and how you're going to reach the goals, what you're stuck on. And then it has like lessons of the day for the end of the day. And then, uh, gratuity, uh, gratuity, <laughs> got restaurants on the brain, gratitude, uh, at the end of the night. So, um, it's great for me because of the prompts. And I was, I was, I was saying in that discord, um, that I literally catch myself, you know, you, you, you have these goals written down. Then I catch myself like to reach for my phone and I can see the goal book, like the goal portion sitting there like, Oh shit. Yeah. I have this goal. I can't, I can't pick up my phone to scroll this right now. So, uh, it's been immensely, uh, opening to me. I, I would definitely recommend it. And for me, it's, it's all about those prompts and getting them done. Otherwise I would kind of just go the same way and not do it again. I love the prompts. I think the blank page is hard for so many people. Um, you know, there's this this um, practice called uh, morning pages by the woman who wrote um, The Artist's Way, and I can't remember her name at the moment. But some people are able to just sit down and sort of work through all the things. I find asking myself the right questions 
really gets me inspired. And so on a daily basis, I would imagine like seeing those questions, some of which are different, others might change over time, I think really helps us to be intentional of about what we're trying to create and to the things that get in the way um, and having that book as a reminder on your desk to really keep you focused and centered throughout the day, I think is an awesome thing. That's very cool, Kyle. Um, you know, I think the discipline part of it is part of it, but also you're just taking the time to really work through some of the ideas in your head and putting them in space rather than keeping them inside, if you will. Yeah, that, that's for me, like, that's the thing for me is the actual writing. Like I have a moleskin that I write things down, but then, you know, I use a digital platform to actually track what's going on. It's the, it's definitely for me, the most powerful part is writing it down. And if I don't write it down, it's like something feels off. It's, it's like meditating. Like if you don't do it, it just feels off. You got to get into a habit of doing it. And like I said, I've probably been the worst of the worst and I'm going on like, I think week three would start Monday. So that's, <laughs> that's a major step for me. So it's kind of like one of those, if I can do it, uh, you can do it type things. And, and I would highly recommend these kind of prompts, prompt type journals. If not this one, another one. That's great. I think too, uh, Kyle. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh. So I was just going to say, so the, the book that Allison referenced is called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And the thing in it's called Morning Pages, as she mentioned, that's, you know, just one other way to journal and capture your thoughts. But, you know, there's some other ways that I think we've all sort of um, found ways, particularly through social media and other channels to have another outlet to keep our goals rolling. And I know a lot of, a lot of people on this uh, clubhouse did 75 hard. And I've seen plenty of folks putting that out there, sort of announcing that they're doing it or they're in it or what have you. And I think having that social accountability is such a, a strong force. Yeah, I mean, I, I, Corey and I completed 75 hard um, right around, right around this time last year. And, you know, I, I've always been mindful of fitness and, and wellness, uh, at least for, you know, the last decade, let's say. But, uh, you know, as I, as I mentioned earlier, when I turned 40, I kind of, um, you know, took a, a real hard look at, you know, how can I accomplish more in a year than I'm accomplishing now? And, uh, and again, you know, focusing on all aspects of my life and breaking it down into mind, body, business and relationships, you know, the fitness, uh, really, I mean, honestly, 75 hard is much more of a mental toughness challenge than it is a fitness challenge. And it's, you know, it's also why, um, you know, social media to me, like I, I don't know that I talk about this specifically much, but you know, my, my Insta story becomes a major accountability tool for me. Um, a lot of people who, who, you know, are, are part of my community and follow along, you know, there, there are times when like, if I don't post my morning workout, people are like, you know, making a lot of comments on, oh, you slacking today, Jay, like get after it, you know, so on and so forth. And, it, and it's, it's really, truly amazing. And accountability partners are extremely important when you're doing things like 75 hard, um, by the way, which is not easy to do when you travel uh, a lot as well. And I, I, I was traveling back and forth to California you know, and I would be meeting with, with Carrie and, and, and the Hello Jenny team and, uh, in California. And we'd be, you know, I'd fly in and three hour difference and we'd spend the whole day. And then, you know, we'd do a dinner, uh, and figure, you know, by this time we were, we'd be eating, eating dinner in California, uh, obviously much later for my, my body, uh, being New York based and we'd wrap up dinner and I'd be like, you know, all right, I got to go work out. They'd look at me like, you're nuts. Um, and quite frankly, you know, when I set my mind to something, I am going to do it. You know, the minute that I 
say this is this is what I'm going to do. Like failure is not an option. So uh, that was that was my 75 hard experience. It was not easy to do um, by any means, but you know it, it really it, it changed my baseline so much. Where you know after I finished 75 hard, there were several things that became habits that I actually couldn't stop doing. And still to this day are, are very much a part of my. I would point out to Jay, like the 550 challenge, which some of us are taking a part of, I started and had to start over. And one of the most motivational things for me is seeing Corey put up his workouts and he's two days ahead of me. And I think one of the most beautiful parts of the CRE Digital Army experience for me is being surrounded by such a high quality group of people that are inspiring me and pushing me beyond my comfort zone, beyond what I think is is um, beyond what I think is possible for, for me sometimes, whether it's a fitness goal, whether it's putting myself out there and being more visible on social media, whether it's, you know, winning more business or whatever it is, I think being a part of this community for me has made me more expansive in the way that I look at the possibilities for myself. And, and I think all of that too is impacting my goal setting for this year. I think the, the, the vibe of this group and, and watching everybody just absolutely crush it just motivates me that much more. So shout out to you and Carrie for creating such an incredible group of people. Right back at you. We, we, we wouldn't be what we are without, you know, everybody involved. And that's very much, you know, I think, I think a, a lot of people compartmentalize their lives so much that, you know, it's not just the, the way you do anything is how you do everything. What's the, what's the term? The way you do how you, is it, I think it's. I think you said it right. How you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah, and I I feel like you know being surrounded by a group of like minded people who actually want you to win and win more and believe that it's possible that everybody can win is um, is really amazing, especially in the commercial real estate space where it's very customary for people to actually act the complete opposite of that. Um, so yeah, I'm super grateful for this community. I gotta totally agree with both of you. I mean, just watching everybody put themselves out there on social and pay attention to it. And, you know, to a greater extent, you feel like you're there, you feel like you're with them. And there's this extent of support that kind of comes with that, that I think we've all experienced where it just drives you forward. And you feel like you're less alone because you're seeing people with the same challenges across the country where it's, they're not competing with you. They're celebrating you in a lot of ways and it's super powerful. I love it. And I am feeling like so inspired by this conversation. I personally think um, social pressure really, really, really works for me. It's how I ran a half marathon was telling people I was going to do it and then being too embarrassed to not do it because everybody knew that that was my goal. So I'm just wondering if anybody out there wants to raise their hand and call their shot um, and put themselves out there for one of their goals in 2022. I would love personally to know what you're working on so I can support you in the achievement of your goals and celebrate you and encourage you when you're having um, a rough day. I've already put the this uh, learning Spanish and I, I know I have to dial that in what that specifically looks like. Um, but I'm putting myself on the hook and on the spot for that for 2022. Michael, do you have a specific goal? Hmm. Well, I, I'm like everybody else where I have put on some COVID weight and I'm not embarrassed to say that um, I'm looking to make that vanish. And I think the first step that I did recently is I did sober October 
which, um, you know, really tested my self-control and all of that. And, you know, I think what I took away from it is, you know, I can accept the challenges in front of me and accomplish them. And whatever your goals are, if you break them apart and you know that you can do one of them, you can continue and grow on it and build upon it. Anybody like else have a goal that they want to shout out? Hi, Don't be shy. Well, yeah, my goal, you know, my goals typically um, are around, you know, business stuff. But yeah, mine is also on uh, losing some weight and, and really um, putting some gas in the fire with, with my podcast this year. So I, again, like, uh, I like this journal has taught me is to really put some, you know, intent behind those steps. So, um, behind that goal rather. And that that's what I plan on doing. Well, Kyle, congrats on getting some sponsorships for your podcast. If, you know, monetarily aside, that's validation for where you're going with it. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty wild. Pretty wild. So what's the name of it so people can listen? Uh, the podcast is the National Restaurant Owners Podcast. We have an episode actually coming out today with the CEO and founder of Rush Bowls. And um, on track for hitting, actually, was, was an actual goal that I didn't write down, which was 100 episodes to be done during quarantine. So uh, I haven't recorded an episode in a while. I have a bunch in the bank, and that will actually got us to 102 episodes so um boom that's huge my friend uh, that is insane thank you awesome jay if you're with us and you want to share a goal feel free um parting thoughts things you can do michael coming away from this conversation i guess what's one thing you might take and implement and do today to to make this more than just entertainment i mean i think i'm gonna dovetail off of jay's point is take a a goal of you know, wanting to have some more clients in a particular space and reverse engineer a roadmap to get there and write it out, map it out, give myself some steps and see it through. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I, you know, I want to, I want to have more impact on people. Um, than I do now, which is really why I try to make as much noise as possible because the more people who know I exist will allow me to do that. Um, and I really, you know, I, I, I wanna continue to put myself in uncomfortable situations so I can grow. So, you know, I, 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 I kinda wanna just commit to not saying no to anything on some level, like never, fearing um you know even if something seems really daunting or or scary uh forcing myself to do it and seeking out you know those types of situations so those things can become normalized to to myself and uh, i can push myself to grow as much as possible and then in turn you know inspire other people to do the same Jay, can you tell us one more time what your four buckets are? Because I love that. And I think that that's a good way for us to be framing our goals. Yeah. So it's a concept called the core four and it's mind, body, business, and relationships. MBBR, mind, body, business, relationships. I've just got to repeat it. So I'll remember it. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. You could, you could take anything in your life and file it under one of those four buckets. For me, you know, again, I just, I, um, in order to, to be as, you know, not to get into a tangent on work-life balance, I don't, you know, as a, as an entrepreneur and, and business owner, you know, that concept to me is work-life balance is really just my life, right? So I don't like when I wake up in the morning till I go to bed at night, like my goal is to keep all of those buckets as full as possible. Um, and in, you know, obviously sometimes that's uh, just not 
not really an option, but, uh, but I'm mindful of, again, when one of, you know, whether it's, uh, spending time with my family or, uh, you know, or just grinding really hard, uh, you know, with, with my, my businesses, I'll know that I'm, I'm not paying attention to, you know, to one of the buckets, uh, as much as I should be. And I, 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 am intentional about it. So, you know, for instance, I was in DC for meetings on Wednesday and, and the Sabre team ended up spending the night. I, I did not, you know, so I went back and forth same day, uh, and, and was able to get home in time to, to, to hang out with my boys and put them to bed. And, you know, and, and, and I was out last night with clients having dinner and I got home late and I was intentional about getting the kids on the bus this morning. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, when you're mindful of these things, it's um, your life changes quite a bit. You know, there's you, people are uh, and it's pretty cool because when you're extreme and then you do this, people realize you're actually doing the hard work. And at the end of the day, you're not doing it necessarily for them. You're doing it because you want to and you feel good in return. I love that. And I think um, the humanity of that and showing that and sharing that with people is what makes you so magnetic, Jay. You know what? It's just I, I am very imperfect and I'm okay with that. And, you know, it took, it took a, long, a long time to kind of get where I am now in life. And I'm happy to share that because, you know, I, again, you know, I think it helps other people and it puts things into perspective. I only share this stuff not to ever come off like I'm better than anybody because I do not believe I am in any capacity. Um, but I feel like sharing my, you know, weaknesses and where I've, uh, you know, fallen down in life and picked myself up, you know, and, and put the pieces back together. Um, you know, that working on that every single day and truly trying to be better today than I was yesterday is just how I go about life now. And, and I learned so much from the people around me. Um, and quite frankly, you know, I got to a place where I only want to be surrounded by a certain type of individual that actually, you know, can, can help me learn more or inspire me to be better. Um, you know, so it's pretty cool when you, when you get clear on those types of things. And that's, that's, uh, another big, you know, goal of mine for, for 22 and forever. I love that. Michael, any parting thoughts you want to share on goals, on looking forward into the future, anything at all? God, even though I'm, you know, I've had a loosely written down version of what we talk about today. I still have so much stuff that I've jotted down from all of you that um, I almost need more time to distill it and unpack it and kind of let it resonate. But um, I really like Jack's idea of taking your goals and framing them. And, you know, I've, I'm a big Beth Azor fan. She and I are friends and have been for a while, and she's a big believer in goals. And I've written mine down for a long time, and I kind of look back at them. But it, instead of looking back at them with the lens of maybe critiquing yourself, looking back at them and seeing the things that you accomplished rather than the ones you didn't. I love that. Um... What about you, Allison? <laughs> Well, we're coming Can't just set on learning Spanish. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so like you, I feel like I, I have so much more to chew on. There's more that, that needs to occur before I can call out the rest of my shots for 2022. But I just would suggest two things for, for each of us to do. The first is to make time, to make an appointment with yourself to really do the, the work of introspection and, um, you know, to think through some of these big questions about what we're trying to create for ourselves in the next year so we can move forward with intention. And then the second thing, which I think is a small reframe for me, you know, when I think about some of the goals and the dreams that I have for myself and when I'm writing those down, 
I write them down as if they have already happened using that language. So for instance, one of my goals for last year was I am a podcaster. It wasn't, I want to start a podcast. It was, I am a podcaster and declaring that and embodying that and behaving as if I am already a podcaster. Um, I think when we switch that language, it puts ourselves in the mindset of motion and action and momentum. And I think that's a really powerful way to move forward into 2022 because 2021 and 2020 were not necessarily the years that I think we were expecting. And I think some of us just sort of said, hey, you know, F it. Like, I'm not going to be able to do what I want to do. That has not been my experience at all. And I think as much as we can put ourselves forward with these strong declarative statements about who we are and how we want to show up and how we want to live, to me, like that is the most powerful form of goal setting. I totally agree with you. Um, I love. Does anyone else want to add anything before we wrap this up? I, I would just add on top of what Allison just said. You know, I used to look at other people and qualities that I admired. Or like, you know, to, uh, obviously Corey and, and Adam, you know, mentioned running, right? Like things that were so foreign to me, you know, from a, even like a fitness standpoint, working out, you know, I was super intimidated to walk into a boutique fitness studio many years ago and work out with a group of people, um, you know, overweight, out of shape. And, you know, I just decided to Allison's point that I'm going to become one of those people who look like they belong there, so to speak. And, you know, I think I just want to end this uh, by saying that there is nothing that you cannot achieve. There's nothing that if you set your mind to, you can't become. It's all about just talking about it as if it's already happened, putting it out into the universe, and then following those little bite-sized steps to get there, and you'll get there. I, I honestly, I, it doesn't matter what it is. If it means that much to you and you're willing to put in the work, you could have it. A whole word. The sermon of Jay Siano. That was so good. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on uh, the CRE Digital Army Biweekly Clubhouse. And, and much love. I'm excited to hear about your goals. You're the best, Allison. Thank you, Allison. Thank you, Michael. This was a great discussion. Have a great weekend, everybody. It's been a real pleasure, everybody. Have a good one.